0: Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline
1: is peddling fiction.
0: I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system.
2: But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it.
0: Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it.
2: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction podcast Friday edition. I am your host, The Voice and Soul of So-called Fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me on this lovely Friday afternoon, at least where I am, it's lovely for the time being, is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's going on?
1: Nothing much. It is actually quite lovely here too, but we've got the the nice fall weather. It's about Mid 60s, sun shining, a real light breeze. It's kind of perfect to uh, sit outside and drink a drink a glass of whiskey and sit around a fire. But unfortunately, I have to work tonight, so I won't be doing any of those things.
2: Yeah, that that is good. Like campfire weather. It's not too cold. It's not hot. So the, the mosquitoes are probably other are mosquitoes gone now. Are they still? Hanging? I
1: haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen any any outdoor bugs to speak of for, a, a, for a few days.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind having that be my winter, like 60. <laughs> I could get into that for like a couple months. And I, you know, normally I do do that. I go someplace like into the mountains here for like a long weekend or a week or something like that, where it's a little cooler, a little brisker, but, uh, not this time, this time I'm just suffering in the heat. Heat and humidity, but the weather, I think, here is is about to turn. We're at the tail end of the rain season here. The high season's about to pick up, so Uh, good times all around. I can't wait for the whales to get here. That's my favorite. My favorite thing to do is to have my morning coffee on the balcony watching whales do full breaches in the bay as I think of all the poor sons of bitches in Chicago, February, January, December. Below zero, dark all day long. Ugh. Poor bastards. Did you see uh what's her face dancing around fucking Lori Lightfoot? Did you send me that? Somebody sent me a bunch of Lori Lightfoot shit. No, I haven't seen that. Oh my god, dude. First one was her like singing Sweet Home Chicago, I think, or I don't know some Chicago. I forget which song it was actually, but it's just the, the most cringeworthy shit ever. She's just the worst. And then she was making like TikTok videos. That, I, watching Chicago go down the tubes and have her just be at the helm is like I remember when people were like so excited that she got elected because it was like a black lesbian woman or something. I was like, yeah, it's gonna work out great. It's gonna work out great. And now is I she just gonna get reelected? Them. No, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. There's a lot of Chicagoans that are very upset with her.
1: So if she doesn't get reelected, would they replace her with another Democrat or would a Republican like it'll be another
2: it. Democrat uh, it'll probably, it's Chicago it's gonna be another fucking Democrat but um, maybe they won't just vote for uh, skin color and sexual preference. <laughs> Turns out that that's meaningless when it comes to running a city. And when you fucking elect a retard, you get retarded outcomes. It's a shocker. I know. And I love just sending these videos to people that were like going fucking crazy about it. I was like, remember when you voted for her? How's that going? Most of them aren't even in Chicago anymore. They've moved away.
1: (laughs) Maybe, maybe they'll uh, they'll get lucky and they'll elect a Republican. Uh, Wasn't there a Republican Chicago mayor? not. not too many years ago like within our lifetimes but he was like as corrupt if not more corrupt than like he was straight up mob run
2: (laughs) yeah it's so funny it's like four of the last six fucking mayors are in prison or something (laughs) it's crazy fucking corrupt dude it's hilarious uh and you have to be super corrupt to actually get fucking convicted of something like Blagojevich, and yeah it's just like you have to be like caught red-handed on tape doing something like highly illegal, and even then, it's not guaranteed. But yeah, what a disaster of a, a disaster of a city! I, businesses are moving out like left and right, like massive businesses. Who was I just? I know Citadel left. Somebody was moving like all of their their corporate headquarters to like Arkansas or something. Who was that? Ah, shit, I forget. But yeah, I, I've been talking. I remember like. I mean, it's been a long time since I was talking about this with my friend. I was like, dude, businesses are just going to start fucking leaving Chicago. And, like, no, no, it's like a hub of the Midwest, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, you can't keep fucking raising taxes and have this place turn into a shithole and expect these companies to stick around. Like, you don't need, you might have needed it as like a, a Midwestern hub 20, 30, 40 years ago when we didn't have the technology that we have. But now it's just like, you don't need to do that. You don't even need to do anything in person anymore.
1: Right. You can get good high speed internet and set up in the middle of somewhere, like in the middle of nowhere in Arkansas and run everything with way less taxes. And yeah, and it makes sense.
2: Yeah. And just the violence has been fucking freaking everybody out, man. It's getting bad. I, I know like several people that have been fucking carjacked in the last couple of, uh, in the last like year and a half or so. It's, yeah.
1: I know. I was disappointed. We were in Chicago that whole weekend and I had my gun on me and never once got in a shootout. I was, <laughs> yeah, was a we, total letdown.
2: Yeah, you, you didn't. Uh, well, I guess we could have we could have gone to some pretty uh vibrant neighborhoods as far as that's concerned. But yeah, uh, around my place is relatively still safe. Um Not a lot going on over there, but you were downtown for a while. There could have been some shit going on there late night, but
1: no such luck
2: <laughs> unfortunately
1: but uh, speaking of uh before we get into our main topic of the day uh speaking of lori lightfoot probably not going to get reelected. um kathy Hochul, hawkel whatever however you pronounce her last name the uh the governor who or the the woman who replaced Cuomo was governor of new york uh
2: all oh, right Sean
1: yeah. had sent me a thing about her some of the polling is showing that she's well below 50 percent in the polls and her challenger could have a moderate chance so like having a, a re, if a republican got elected to governor in new york that would just be like the ultimate slap in the face to all of this progressive woke bullshit yeah
2: yeah just like the ultimate capitulation it's like all right oh we have to admit that this has just been an unmitigated disaster. Like these crazy fucking liberal policies are just, you know, they're the worst. They're the worst. Republican policies are bad. Don't get me wrong, but there's like different degrees of bad. And this liberal shit where you like, dude, they don't enforce like any fucking crime. Like, Oh yeah, you can, I don't know if they do this. I don't think they do this in New York, but they do it in like, you know, on the West coast. And I think it, Maybe in Chicago, like they don't prosecute if as long as you steal less than a thousand dollars worth of shit, they'll just let you go. You can't fucking defend yourself. That guy was in New York, right? Where he fucking he got like fuck, the guy was trying to rob him, and he ended up like fucking stabbing the dude or something, and he had to fight. He had to fucking go on trial for his life. I, I mean, like we are living in a fucking bizarro world because we've been electing these like uber liberal fucking people that are just. They live in a fucking fantasy land. And when the reality actually hits them in the face, it's it's a pretty fucking big wake up call. It's a big wake up call. People have been leaving New York left and right too, flooding fucking Florida. Where else are they going? I don't
1: Florida know. and Texas have been the big destination places for people fleeing from Texas and California and uh, Tennessee. A lot of people leaving and moving to Tennessee as well, because Tennessee doesn't have uh, state income tax.
2: Yeah, dude, it's uh these taxes are just getting out of control. I and mean, I was complaining about having to pay the property taxes here on, on this place. It's a you know, it's a basically a three-bedroom, three-bath condo on the beach in a high rise with a massive pool and like a huge maintenance staff and all this stuff. It's six hundred dollars for the year. I wow. paid it twice, apparently. And the the fee for paying it allegedly six months late was like a hundred dollars. <laughs> <So. laughs> So, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's just, and I just think of my property taxes that are like over $7,000 now. And it's just like, good God, what am I paying for? What are we getting? The The school systems are unusable. The roads are shit. What What else do property taxes allegedly go towards? Anyway.
1: I don't know. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, speaking of uh, retarded leadership, pandering to the people, Joe Biden was making the rounds again on uh, on the Twitters. You want, to, uh, you want to introduce this topic to our, our lovely listeners?
1: So, fulfilling a campaign promise, Joe Biden is going to give out pardons to anyone who was convicted of marijuana possession on a federal level. Uh, that's not exactly the campaign promise he made. He was going to decriminalize marijuana and let everybody who's doing time for marijuana-related convictions out of jail but hey i mean i guess it's it is a step in the right direction you got the audio for his little his little speech yeah
2: Yeah. (laughs) um oh wait did i fucking close it shit i had it (laughs) hang on let me pull it back up oh i do have it up it was just in a different window dank brandon trending on twitter
0: (laughs) as i said when i ran for president no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. It's already legal in many states and criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment, to housing, and educational opportunities. And that's before you address the racial disparities around who suffers the consequences. While white and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people are arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportionately higher rates. So today, I'm taking three steps to end this failed approach. First, I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal federal offenses for the civil possession of marijuana. There are thousands of people who are convicted for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result of that conviction. My pardon will remove this burden on them. Second, I'm calling on all governors to do the same for state marijuana possession offenses. Third, the federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule I substance, the same as heroin and LSD, and more serious than fentanyl. Makes no sense. So I'm asking the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to initiate a process to review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Even as federal and local regulations of marijuana change, important limitations on trafficking, Marketing and underage sales should stay in place. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time that we right these wrongs.
2: First of all, wait, does does being pardoned, does that like wipe your fucking record clean? No. No, you still have to like admit that you've been convicted of a felony, right? You were just pardoned later.
1: Right. You still have your criminal record. All of that is still there. You just get to show this, piece of paper that says i got a pardon from the president there's no uh, granted i don't think there are a whole lot of people who are in jail just for possession but there was nothing about anybody being released from jail this is just pardons were going to be given out so like you know like your your criminal record is still intact you you were still convicted you just were pardoned i didn't see anything i, I looked through a number of different articles and if i'm wrong on this like somebody. You know, let me know, but I didn't see anything about anybody being released from jail. Also, it's only simple possession and only at the federal level. So if you have a state conviction, that stands like that, that it doesn't do anything about that.
2: Right. Yeah. And that's why he's calling on other people. It's just, yeah, asking other people to do shit that they probably won't do. Uh, <laughs> and what's simple possession is what, like less than an ounce or something?
1: Something like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh, and, yeah, and I don't it's only know- like,
1: it's only like 6,000 people that this affects. I, right.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, God, it's just so fucking typical of, you know, it's, it's a lot like the student loan thing where it's like, Hey, we'll forgive $10,000 of your debt. Or it's just like, All right, who does that actually help when you have like $200,000 worth of debt or like the average person probably has like 60 grand. Um, and it doesn't get to the root of the problem. It doesn't solve anything. It just, they all of this weed stuff is just so stupid. And he's like, we need to make sure we're still enforcing like trafficking and everything. Like it's like, why, (laughs) if you just make it legal, all of that other stuff takes care of itself. So just stop doing this half in half out shit and just make it legal.
1: Well, and they talk about all this, you know, doing all of these things. Why haven't the Democrats done them? They've been in control of the house and Senate for the past two years. What's the, What's the holdup? Why wait until October sixth to of 2022 to do this when you've been in office for almost two years now? Like,
2: yeah. Well, they we've been really busy building back better. I don't know if you realize this, but our hands have been full. <laughs> Just yeah, crushing it on every other level. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's so obvious to you know that politicians just don't give a shit. They will hold this over your head as like a bargaining chip or leverage to get votes before an election or something like that. They know what you want. They're not going to give it to you unless it benefits them. And that tells you everything you need to know about politics and the people that get into it. They don't give a shit. Uh, Joe Biden couldn't care any, you know, it's like his son's a fucking crackhead. He's on video smoking crack left and right but yeah nobody should be in prison for fucking marijuana but yeah you better feel that way cuz you've got a fucking crackhead son I, I, I don't know man this whole thing is just we, we live in a goddamn clown world and, and, it, and by the way his vice president uh has been fucking throwing people in in cages for marijuana i i bet you she's you know convicted more people of marijuana than anybody else in washington
1: oh my favorite thing on the internet is the collage of her that's made from mug shots of all of the people that she kept in prison past their sentence just to, to have basically to have a prisoners are more or less a slave class. Like they have to, or they work and she kept people in prison beyond their sentences, wouldn't let them out so that she could continue to keep them working. Like they, there are, I can't, I can't remember the exact quote, but like she's on audio recording saying that uh, they if they let all of these people out of prison, then what would they do for workers for all of these different things? It's like, okay, you're just like openly admitting that the whole reason you're putting all of these people in jail is so that you can enslave them and force them to work.
2: Yeah, for for, non, for non-violent crimes or victimless crimes, a lot of the time, and then they're releasing like the violent offenders who like, get out and then like shoot up a bunch of fucking places. It was that guy like a couple weeks ago? They let out right, and he, he had been convicted of like aggravated assault or something like that, and then he killed a few people.
1: Yeah, like literally the day after they let him out of jail, it was uh, that happened in Memphis. That uh, teacher that got killed, like, they let the guy, a violent criminal, they let him out of jail and. Literally the next day, he went and killed this chick. It's like, yeah, this seems like it's working really well.
2: (laughs) Another brilliant plan. Well, I mean, I guess the so the, the you know, classifying it as a schedule one narcotic or whatever that that has big implications for like medical research. Right. When they when they change the classification, if they actually do, we're going to put it under review. Can he just do this shit by executive order? He does everything else by executive order.
1: He only does the things by executive order that um, are beneficial to the agenda that they're pushing. The things that actually that people actually want and would actually be beneficial to people, those aren't things that they're interested in. So that has to go through all the right channels and it's got to get voted on and yada yada yada. But
2: and then he's like, ah, well, we tried. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tried real hard to to do something about it. Yeah. It's uh, what, what was the, uh, the Obama quote with the, uh, I have a phone and a pen. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, I have a phone and I have a pen and I'm not afraid to use it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I mean, you might as well just do it. everything else they do is by executive order. And it's fucking highly unconstitutional. Just overturn that. I mean, like, we're, it's just such a weird position to take. Like we're going to, you know, pardon these people. Uh, We're still going to make it illegal. Right. He didn't say we're changing the laws. I didn't hear that. He's just said, like, if we've convicted you of something, I'm going to pardon you for it. And then we're going to change the classification. Maybe we'll review it. (laughs) What was the second thing? The second. Oh, the calling on the state governors or something to fucking change it on the state level, which most states, you know, have fucking changed it on the state level. Um, it's the yeah it's the federal thing that won't change and you know this is probably a big business for the fucking you know all of these um law uh you know law enforcement agencies they get to confiscate all kinds of fucking people's stuff if you're they believe you know even before you're convicted of a of a felony possession of marijuana or something like that they just get to take your stuff (laughs) Like they're confiscating like fucking billions of dollars worth of fucking merchandise and getting bonuses and fucking just living high on the hog off of these fucking drug dealers. So, yeah,
1: civil asset forfeiture. If they believe that you have marijuana in your house, they can break your door down, take all of your valuables, and then they'll lay it all out on a table and take pictures of it so that they so that everybody knows that they took all of your shit.
2: Yeah, it's dude, the civil asset forfeiture is like the most unbelievable thing to have in, in America. It's like, Jesus, dude. I remember listening to like, it was a podcast. It might've been like the old uh, Peter Schiff show or something. Like he had this guy on and he was a farmer and he was going to farmer's markets like every weekend and selling like, you know, his crop or whatever, you know, whatever the fuck he had. So every week he was depositing like. Under $10,000 in the bank, you know, he'd go to the farmer's market on Sunday and then on Monday he would deposit like $7,000 some odd dollars and then each week, you know, but because it was under the $10,000 limit, he didn't, you know, they never had to file anything, but it was suspicious under the fucking Patriot Act. So they just fucking like seized his bank account. They just took his fuck. They froze his fucking assets. They stole like 60 or $80,000 from him. And he like, so he couldn't run his farm. He couldn't get, couldn't hire a fucking attorney. Like he was just fucked. And they just took his shit because he was selling like corn at a farmer's market. Like you don't even have to be fucking doing anything illegal. yeah, An illegal substance or a frowned upon substance or something like that. It dude, they are fucking evil.
1: That should have been that should have been killdozer 2.0, like kill tractor,
2: like weld
1: plates onto that thing and mount guns to it and go run through the IRS building. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's so many stories like that. They're that just outrageous. And the idea that we've given this this amount of power to these evil, evil motherfuckers in Washington is just, ugh. Oh, I, I don't understand how how much longer this can go on before people realize just how bad it is. And what the, you know, what the problem is they, we always, they, you know, they've done a tremendous job of making us hate each other and fight with each other over this. And Joe Biden's like, we've done a terrible job. We did this. We did. No, we did not do that. You did this shit. You got, this is all government, every single aspect of it. It's either, you know, the military enforcement wing of the government the, the police prowling around and fucking throwing people in jail for, for having a plant or you know the 1994 fucking crime bill that he was big fucking part of like they did this not us there's no we in government
1: they could do any like they could do whatever they wanted to about it they have the opportunity to fix it they don't want to they don't want to fix it because it is a massive cash cow like there is too much money in continuing to enforce this stuff and not changing policy like the
2: Yeah. Well, really, really, like it's all just fucking illegal as far as they're concerned. When when they um, when we had alcohol prohibition, they actually had to fucking amend the Constitution. They had to come up with an amendment to allow them to do that. And then they had to do an an amendment to that to make it legal again. So if they really wanted to make these drugs, all these fucking substances illegal, they have to fucking change. They have to you know, they have to get the votes. They have to go through the fucking process and they don't do any of that. It's all bullshit. But anyway, he's in his uh, Corvette building back better. That was (laughs) dude. that was like the funniest fucking thing. Does Joe Biden know that there's the meme of him being like, get in, loser. We're going to fucking build back better. Like, I forget what the original one was, but there's just a million of them now.
1: I'm here to I'm here to crash Corvettes and economies and I'm all out of Corvette.
2: (laughs) Oh, God, he just got so fucking trashed. And it's hilarious that. He's in like a gas guzzler of a fucking car. It's like a 1967 fucking uh, muscle car or something. I forget what kind of car it was. I'm not a big car guy, but I know it runs on gasoline. (laughs) And I know, and the other thing is we're we're building back better and it's like a two seater. So it's like, oh yeah, you got enough room for like the 1% in that fucking car that's getting filthy fucking rich off of this bullshit uh, Federal Reserve Ponzi scheme you guys are running. And the rest of us are just, you know, no room for us in that car. Of course not. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of the
1: gas guzzler, you, uh, we teased on the last one, the uh, the climate change thing. You, you still got that available?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I, I thought was interesting was I'm seeing these articles. Um, maybe it was just on Twitter. These All these electric vehicles in Florida that got fucking... Rocked by the hurricane, you know, they got soaking wet and waterlogged. Their batteries are catching on fire now, and they're like, they can't put them out. It takes like thousands of gallons of water to get these batteries out. And it's just like, oh, that's a whole other uh problem with these electric vehicles. Is like, dude, you have a hurricane, this thing gets wet, this battery is fucked. Can you take those batteries out?
1: I don't know. I, I mean, it's I, not like the
2: car I, battery that I have in my gas guzzler, right?
1: I mean, I, I know they can be they have to be changed out um uh, every several years and a new one of those is almost as expensive as the car itself
2: yeah, they have to be uh, much bigger right and they're probably like encased in something so you got to get like a mechanic in there to actually do it
1: there is no there is no like safe disposal of those things the environmental impact of disposing of one of those is fucking insane but yeah uh, yeah it's you know we're gonna save the, it's gonna save the planet by driving electric cars just right. you know once it dies i don't know bury it somewhere because if you ch- if you change the battery out that's a, right. then we really got problems
2: yeah so they don't have a plan for disposal um getting the raw materials to make the batteries is really bad for the environment have uh, you we, seen we...
1: those strip mines that they run yeah oh my god
2: and 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 so then we also don't have the infrastructure in place to charge them. If they get wet, they catch fire. <laughs> Just like, I don't know. This doesn't seem to be going too well. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't uh, force this one down uh, everyone's throat, but Stay yeah, on the planet. <laughs> why, why wasn't he in a fucking like Tesla or something? Well, I guess Elon Musk is like a, he's an enemy of the state now. Right. So they, they don't have like another electric vehicle that they could, that he could be uh, posing in.
1: I mean GM GM makes an electric vehicle and they're basically owned by the government after the whole 2008 crisis so yeah should have gotten one of those
2: yeah after they fucked over the fucking bondholders and bailed oh god bailed out the union and everything man 2008 was fucking wild I would love to go to be able to go back knowing everything I know now and just sort of watch that whole thing unfold well, back I, mean, you're, then, gonna, I was...
1: you're gonna get to go back we're just uh you know it's coming to you know 2.0 is on good the horizon
2: point. that is a good point but yeah dude just watching all of that stuff happen and that was like right before i mean that's basically what turned me into a libertarian was, was watching that whole thing unfold before then i was you know i was a fucking statist i'm embarrassed to say Uh, But so like, yeah, it's like some of these things you'd be like, oh, well, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, we better bail out the banks to save the fucking economy. (laughs) It's like we have to abandon free market principles to save the free market system. All right, so um, yeah, the hurricane shit. Because you know, every time we have one of these natural disasters, you just see the fucking media freak out about it. Talk about how hurricane frequency is on the rise. These storms are becoming more and more common, and they're stronger than ever and more intense. And it turns out, like almost none of that. Actually, none of that is true. Um, and it's it's really just a sleight of hand that they've been using in the way that. Um, they measure this stuff and by the way, I, you know, I've talked about this before, uh, anytime I talk about climate change, like the amount of data that they actually have that they're extrapolating these um, conclusions from, it goes back to like what, maybe 1800s, you know, like mid 1850s or something like that is like how, like how far back the data goes, which is like the blink of an eye as far as the, how old the planet is. But then the other thing is like how, like just imagine the technology that was being used to record this weather back then versus now, but they're still taking, like they're comparing the amount of um, like hurricanes that we can measure, you know, like with fucking satellite technology and all the shit that we use now. Be like, oh yeah, we have so many more of these than we did in 1850. And it's like, motherfucker, these were here in 1852. We just didn't have satellite imagery of them. <laughs> like,
1: Right, like the number of hurricanes that you have per year is based on: did we see it? Did we get rain from it?
2: Yeah, no. Or was there? Yeah, or there was a ship that saw it. Like they depend on these like fucking sailors to report it, and just like dude, come on, man. Like none of that is first of all like scientific. I don't think you could be on a boat and be like, oh, that's a category four hurricane. It's like it's a big ass storm. It's definitely a big ass storm, but whether or not it qualifies as a fucking hurricane from some like drunken sailor in the middle of the ocean in 1875. I'm not going to rely on that data. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All these sailors are out there. Like, is that a cat three or a cat? (laughs) four? I don't know. We better drive into the middle of it and find out.
2: Yeah, it's just so fucking yeah, it just you take a step back and think about it. It's like, oh, yeah, how were they measuring these things? Like, oh, it was by sight. You had to actually experience it versus now like we see these things all the time. You're like, oh, there's a hurricane coming and then it just fucking fizzles out before it makes landfall. Um, So that's one aspect of how they, you know, these are becoming more common. Right. And stronger again, it was like how we fucking measure the wind speed and everything like they have no idea how fucking strong these things were 200 years ago. They don't.
1: The dudes are licking their fingers and they're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty strong.
2: Right. And then the they, they also do things with like the, the amount of damage that they're they doing. They must be stronger because they're doing more damage. And it's like, well, how are they measuring damage? It's like, well, you know, there's more things being destroyed. It's like, well, yeah, because there's more people living in these areas with more things to be destroyed.
1: You know, so- there was a time in human history where humanity took Mother Nature's hints and didn't go live in the places that are actively trying to kill you all the time.
2: <laughs> like right. Well and I don't know. You know, and there's crazy. a reason why more people live in these uh hurricane areas, these hurricane zones than probably otherwise would, especially when they're building houses and things, is because they, they get federally subsidized uh like flood insurance and, and things like that. Um so yeah, you know, at and we all they every time there's one of these things they know that the federal government's going to come in and give them like billions of dollars in relief and everything like that. So there's a lot of moral hazard that goes into that. Um people <laughs> building in a fucking like a, in a tornado zone or a hurricane zone and the the insurance is underpriced because they, there's like federal fucking insurance that you can get.
1: Right, cuz the uh the private insurers that they, they will not insure anything there because you're going to get hit with a hurricane, if not every yeah. year, every other year. Like,
2: Yeah, and that's the thing about insurance. You can't insure against things that are guaranteed to fucking happen. And speaking, I don't want to go on a huge tangent here, but I'm dealing with some medical bills. And insurance is like the biggest fucking racket scam, uh, maybe second to only fucking uh, college education. Uh, it, it really is unbelievable. They cover nothing. I'm just canceling every I'm can, I'm definitely canceling uh, all my dental insurance. Um, and I, you know, I pay extra for like to be able to use like out of network dentists because I had like my dentist who was out of network that I liked or whatever. I I, I go there once. Right. Um, they take some x-rays. They give me a cleaning. Um, the x-rays were like it, the cleaning was like 300 bucks or something. Um, the x-rays were like, another, I got, yeah, I got a bill for like $500. I got a cleaning and an x-ray and insurance covered like 200 of it. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? Well, what's the point of insurance? And you realize like insuring against the cleaning is, is retarded. It's like insuring your car against an oil change. You're, it's maintenance. It's going to happen. You're supposed to do it. So you should just pay out of pocket for those things. You can't yeah, insurance doesn't work when you insure against things that are guaranteed to happen.
1: That's the big problem with the with the American health system and insurance is instead of insurance being something to cover like catastrophic type of events that you like things that you never can anticipate and that way when it does happen you are able to take care of that sort of stuff, you know, broken bones, cancer, what, you know, whatever if no something big comes along, then that's what you want insurance for. But somewhere along the way, and I'm sure it was the, I'm sure the federal government made health insurance a requirement. And it's when it's where it came from is when the government started getting involved in the healthcare industry. And, and that's when, you know, prices started going through the roof on everything. Uh, It became insurance became the thing that covers all of your health needs. It covers your annual physical. It covers like literally every single trip you make to the emergency room or to the uh minute clinic or you know whatever. Like if you don't have especially if you have kids and you don't have health insurance, you're fucked. You're going to be paying like thousands upon thousands of dollars just for, you know, get six stitches put in your arm because you cut yourself or some shit. So, you know, as soon as that became the as soon as that became the norm where like every little minor thing was being covered entirely by insurance then the whole thing goes down the tubes and now it's and now it's worthless like yeah. because because they know that they're insuring on things that you're going to be using over and over again so they have to charge you an arm and a leg because yeah. they're not in they're not in it not for profit like they're gonna make money then if they know you're gonna be going to the doctor all the time they have to charge you enough to make money on top of what they're paying your doctor all the time so
2: that's exactly right you have to pay like you have to cover the cost of the insurance then you have to cover the cost of the procedure and the insurance uh, company like they have to make money they're not business to lose money so yeah obviously it's more expensive when you do that
1: well and, and then on the other side of it the hospitals because your insurance is paying for it it's not actually coming out of your pocket you're not responsible for it so you don't give a shit and they're you know yeah they're going to fight with the insurance company so they're going to overcharge on everything and then they and the insurance company are going to get together and they're going to butt heads and eventually they're going to meet somewhere in the middle and it's going to be way more expensive than what it should have been but it's also going to be less expensive than what it was originally charged as so the insurance company is happy the doctors are happy and it's like the the human being involved in all of this like me and you we are we're just the useless middlemen in this like we we don't even matter in the whole health equation i, I did an episode with uh eric larson uh who did a show called the paradox for a while and, and we talked about this like at the end of the day, in as far as like health and insurance are concerned, the the individual involved doesn't fucking matter. Like, you're just the excuse for them to get together and decide who's going to give who how much money.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Like, they don't know the price of anything. It's the only fucking business I can think of where you can go in and be like, oh, and they're like, oh, we need to do this to you. And you're like, okay, how much is that going to be? And they're like, I don't know. It's like, what? <laughs> What's Depends the price? Yeah, yeah, it depends on
1: how much your insurance is going to co- cover and how much you can pay and like
2: uh, yeah, I mean. it, it, it they they've done an unbelievable job of fucking up this market and then they just blame like the government comes in, fucks up the market with a bunch of socialist shit and then blames greedy insurance companies for it. And, and yeah, we end up paying the fucking price for this. Like the the other outrageous thing was so they sent my my x-rays were to look at my um wisdom teeth. So I still have my wisdom teeth because I have, and this is a direct quote from my dental hygienist, deep ass roots. <laughs> I'd never heard a fucking dental hygienist swear before. It was really funny when that happened. So I had these really long roots, which is why I still have my teeth. And so they sent them to an oral surgeon to get like, um you know, a second opinion or whatever, um, a, a consultation. And so I call this guy. And, yeah, we set up a call. It was like a five minute call. I was in the car driving somewhere and he talked to me. I was like, yeah, we should pull the the bottom two and blah, 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 blah. Talked for about five minutes. I got a bill for them for $120 for the phone call. call. Yeah. And I was like, why are you guys billing me for? This is when I went back, you know, like a couple of weeks ago. I just had a stack of like they built, you know, they kept sending it like every month and I wasn't there to open it. So I have like fucking six bills from them for $120 for talking on the phone for five minutes. I don't know if insurance is going to cover that.
1: They're billing like lawyers now.
2: Yeah. I was like, holy shit, man. And then I, so I called my dentist. I was like, did you know they were going to fucking charge me for this? And like, no, they shouldn't be doing that. And I was like, well, they did. And yeah, it's just, it's fucking outrageous, man. There's, I could, so, so $120, right? That is three dental cleanings here in Mexico. They're 40 bucks a pop. $40. $40. I can go to a, a good dentist here. It's not like some janky fucking Mexican. There's like a lot of American dentists that set up practice here and you go there and you get a cleaning for 40 bucks. Boom. So I could basically just go to the fucking. So the one time I went was like $400 or something insurance cover. didn't even cover half of it. Um. So I'm paying for the insurance. I'm paying, you know, 200 and some odd dollars for the visit. I could literally go to the fucking dentist like once a month here for what I'm paying in insurance and never have a fucking problem. I would think, um, to get the two wisdom teeth pulled, they want five grand insurance will cover, um, you know, 80% of that up to $1,500 or something. Okay. That's great. Thank you for that. To get my teeth pulled here, $350 us. And that's without going under. So if I think it's like five and maybe another 500 to go under for two hours. They wanted $375 for 15 minutes of knocking you out in the US.
1: So that's why that that's why you're starting to see here in the US a rise in the, the DCPs. It's like uh direct direct care practices and stuff like that. Yeah. Where it basically and, and these doctors don't accept insurance. Like you a lot of them do it kind of like a it's it's almost like a, a a Netflix subscription for your doctor. Like you pay a hundred dollars a month or whatever, and then like if you need something, you just call them and right. they'll like they'll take care of it. Like yeah. you don't, yeah. And,
2: and if they don't have the resources to it, they'll 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 pipeline you into somebody else that can take care of it. Yeah, you know, actually, I um I'm working on a a sponsorship for the program for one of the a, a similar type of healthcare company. I have to like fill out a spreadsheet form so. You guys, we should pump up our numbers so we uh we get more money out of these uh these healthcare providers. So share the show, give us a five star rating and review on iTunes and all that shit, so I can uh, get some nice big numbers to hand over to these folks. But yeah, I mean and. It's a great, it's a great option. I mean, this, this is ridiculous. I don't know how much I've paid in over the years into all this insurance. I never put in fucking claims. I never go to the doctor. I went to the doctor once, remember last year to get my fucking mole checked out. I could have sworn, so I was, yeah. I, right before I did that, I switched to like the HMO because I was like, I never go to the fucking doctor. And then I was like, ah, I should get this check. So I, I scoured the fucking city to find somebody in network that I could see on short notice. They're claiming they were out of network now. I got a bill for them for $120. All, this guy looked at my mole for like two seconds. He's like, OK, I'm going to send you to a dermatologist. Not covered by insurance. Oh, because my primary care physician didn't um, recommend the, tr- didn't say the treatment was necessary. I don't even know who my primary care physician is because I had one years ago and they like retired from medicine. They like passed me off to somebody else. So I was like, well, this guy thought it was necessary. He sent me to a dermatologist right after he looked at it. <laughs> it's just the, the whole thing is just completely fucked.
1: Having to be deemed necessary is the most insane shit on the planet my my ex before we got divorced she was having some problems uh some lady troubles and her gynecologist was like we really need to do a hysterectomy insurance wouldn't cover it like she had to get like two other gynecologists to give a similar opinion like she was almost literally bleeding to death every month and they wouldn't do anything about it without multiple like I like yeah it really nuts. is it's
2: unbelievable i was like go back look through my history and how many claims i've put in over the last 15 years there's probably one and then i put this through and you're and be like oh well we don't know if it was necessary i was like do i look like a guy that's doing unnecessary shit i put in one claim in the last fucking decade and it was like probably when i broke my wrist or something it's just so fucking ridiculous man they've done an unbelievable job of destroying the the health insurance industry and the de- that that dental is just getting it's it's cheaper for me to fly to mexico it's cheaper for anybody to fly to mexico rent get a fucking place here for a week you know you can get places for 50 80 bucks a night decent places depending on the time of year stay here for take a vacation get your fucking teeth worked on for 40 bucks it's like dude it's so much better than then what they've done to uh, what used to be like a perfectly fucking sound healthcare system. And they and they do this thing where it's like, oh, well, you want you want to go back to like 1940s medicine. And it's like, well, I, you know, I don't want the technology of the 1940s, but I want the approach that they had to, you know, treating people. Yeah, absolutely. I want a doctor to come to my fucking house and check me out. And I'm I want like, five dollar the- fucking catastrophic life insurance.
1: The I think the stats on it are the uh, health insurance whatever doctors doctors spend an average of like six minutes with a patient. It's
2: like yeah, and then forty five minutes doing bullshit paperwork for the insurance companies. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, unbelievable. I I couldn't imagine having to do that kind of paperwork. It just must be the most frustrating thing. And obviously, they just hire somebody else to do it. But then they have right to
1: like the, a lot of these big doctors or big hospitals and doctors' offices and stuff like that. The ones that do deal with insurance, they 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 literally have staff that that's all they do. They they have no other purpose as a as a member of staff other than to deal with paperwork and getting stuff shuffled back and forth with insurance. They, they,
2: yeah, they, yeah, it's a huge fucking. Again, it's just another fucking boondoggle. A, a, a resource suck. It's like the tax industry. It's like a oh, there's a four hundred billion dollar a year industry of how to figure out how much money you have to. How much protection money you have to turn over to the federal mafia so they don't throw you in jail. We have all these like, fucking cottage industries that pop up around that. It's, unbelie- it's just the biggest waste of our time and our resources, and it's all uh, 100% the fault of government every single time. They, they ruin everything. There, there's not one thing that you can point to. Nobody has ever pointed to one thing that the government has gotten involved in and made better. It's just it's never happened. And it's why every year when they have these elections, they get up there and they, it's the same fucking topics over and over and over again. All this shit that Obamacare is the reason why you don't have a catastrophic health care uh, plan, because it, it wasn't, uh, you know, the, the whole thing. If you like your health care plan, you can keep your health care plan as long as we deem it's up to the standards that that we've arbitrarily. Well, not arbitrarily that, the you know, that these fucking lobbyists have written for us. <laughs> Yeah, huh, that's great. So I guess to bring it back to the whole hurricane thing and the the insurance that, that you know, people are, are building these buildings and houses and fucking, you know, on the coast and in hurricane alleys or whatever. Yeah, th- there'd be a lot less things there for the hurricanes to damage if the, the insurance was priced, um, it, you know uh, fairly or in like a market environment and not subsidized by the government and the taxpayer. Uh, when I say the government, I just mean you and me and the rest of us, uh, law abiding tax-paying citizens. Uh, so, but yeah, every time you hear these fucking stats from these people, they're, they're completely full of shit. Um, and they just, yeah, they, <laughs> uh, 1880s, I guess is the, uh, how far back the data goes according to this article that I was reading. But it does seem to be deliberate. Like they misrepresent the data. They cherry pick data. They use like weird metrics to um, talk about the damage and everything like that. And if you just take a step back and and think about it for two seconds, like, yeah, there's even if they had the, the technology today to measure these things for the last 200 years, it's still just a really small Amount of data, like that's a tiny amount of data. These are the same people that will claim that the Earth is like you know eight billion years old or whatever it is. It's like, oh okay, should I divide the two hundred by eight billion? <laughs> like, what, what what kind of fucking number are we talking here in terms of data? We have nothing. We have nothing, and we're prepared to upend our fucking lives, um, starve people to death. They won't be able to heat their fucking houses just ruin humanity based off of no data whatsoever um and not even not only do we not have much data but it's unreliable data okay
1: yeah you can find a contradiction viable contradictory data for every point that they make uh i've, I've mentioned it before michael crichton's state of fear um uh, michael crichton wrote Jurassic Park and, and a lot of other sci-fi novels. Michael Crichton, I believe he had a degree from MIT. Uh, he was actually like a really smart dude. And a lot of the stuff that he wrote, like his sci-fi stuff was based on, now granted, some of it was based on like theoretical science type of stuff, like the Jurassic Park thing. And uh, and there was another one called Prey that was uh, based on computer technology that actually is sort of, sort of starting to, to come to life. Um, but like State of Fear, he has a, the glossary in the back of the book is all of the research that he had done. And like, uh, basically it's a, it's a science fiction novel, but it completely debunks the whole climate change thing. And like his, the glossary is like that thick in the back of the book of all of this, like him just listing all of his sources and citing everywhere that he got all of the information that, um, that he wrote this book based around. Like it's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's just, the the idea that we know what the fuck we're talking about we don't have this figured out we we certainly don't as human beings in general but the least qualified people to be making decisions based off of this data are the ones in washington um the the joe biden's nancy pelosi's of the world uh there's like we said they always have an agenda they're always acting in their own self-interest so just keep that in the back of your mind when they're talking about climate change and all these things we need to do to combat the the weather and if you've been through any of these storms especially we have any listeners in Florida hopefully you guys are all okay but the the idea that we're going to have an effect on on the power of mother nature is just absolutely ridiculous Literally, the only thing that we could do is advance technology enough to to be able to like weather these storms. Um, I, I mean, it's just I I've, in the last uh, you know couple of weeks, I've been through a hurricane and an earthquake. And I can tell you that um, no amount of money you send to Washington is going to fix any of this stuff. Guaranteed if uh, history is any indication, it will make it they'll find a way to make it worse what else we got on the docket today
1: and say i think that about covers it
2: yeah i did see something about uh the government was trying to the biden administration wanted to embed a trusted covid messenger on the joe rogan podcast did you see this it just like came across the my feed here
1: didn't they have what what's his name gupta didn't he go on i mean
2: gupta did not go a- on that was a we did a well, were you on for that? I did like a whole episode on that. I, I, I think that was
1: he made okay. an ass of himself,
2: dude. That was yeah, that was unbelievable, man. This is like yeah. the guy, and he just Joe Rogan is just like make like embarrassing him, embarrassing, and it's just the idea that Joe Ro, like Joe Rogan wasn't even trying to embarrass him. Really, he was like I, Joe really, Rogan's always that kind of guy who's like, hey, I'm open to like whatever argument you're gonna make for the most part, right?
1: And then the really funny thing was he after he. Went on Rogan, then he went back to CNN and just like doubled down on all of the things that he had just,
2: yeah, he's just been called out for on Rogan. Yeah, he's such a fucking weasley guy. And Rogan was like so nice that he didn't even like get offended by that. I don't know, man. I'd be fucking, I'd be going scorched earth on that fucking scumbag. But that's just me. Yeah, I guess, I guess we can wrap there. It's, we're coming up on an hour, aren't we? Time sure does fly when you're having fun. You got, what do you got going on? Uh, over the week. Anything to plug?
1: Yes, Sunday evening. Uh, I'll be joined by Jason from the Two Bit Podcast, Tommy Sammons of Year Zero, and hopefully Matt Erickson of kingpilled We are going to do part two of talking about Blake Masters and looking at uh Masters, Peter Teal, and kind of how the power of the new right is uh organizing itself. And then on Tuesday evening of next week, I'm going to be joined by uh Carlos Avalar, uh Jonathan Hemingway and Trey Daniel. We are going to talk about sports, uh, like how how different athletic uh games and teams and and things kind of organize themselves and the way it mirrors society, like the societal uh value of sports teams
2: okay interesting well we have an interview coming up uh is it next week might be the 13th or the or the 18th Hmm. i had a date in my mind and it's just like not the right date so it turns out to be like a fucking saturday or something but uh i'm gonna have Mikkel thorpe on to uh to talk about um expatriation and and living abroad so I'm pretty excited about that. It might be more uh, self-serving than anything else. I don't know if you guys care about it. But <laughs> he's going to hopefully teach me a thing or two, because as you all know, I just kind of did this shit on a whim and uh, still can't get my, I, I tried again to get my residency by uh, getting the short visa when I flew back this last time. And they're just giving out six months like candy now. They don't even keep, they used to give you this little card, you know, and they'd write down the date that you arrived. And if you got short, they'd write down the date that you actually had to leave. They don't even do that. This guy just wrote right into my passport. Six months, he like wrote the date. So I'm good till fucking like March, I guess. With, not, not the end of the world. I mean, like I leave, I've never actually stayed here for more than six months at a time. I, th- something always comes up you know you have a holiday you, you leave for or whatever or you take a vacation so it, it's not a big deal but it was just all for right taking a
1: vacation I, from mexico
2: that's... yeah yeah dude i'm i'm taking november off november is my vacation month but i'm staying in mexico so i i might go to um uh, up around the yucatan for a while a couple two three weeks i'll still be doing the podcast but that's that's all i'm going to be doing So I'm really looking forward to that. A couple more weeks, a little a month off from most of the, you know, shit that gives me headaches, people that don't know how to leave voicemails and things like that. But yeah, and and then just being able to focus on uh, the other things that I that I do just for like a month straight, uh, like currency trading and this podcast. So like I said, we're we're trying to get some more sponsors for the show and I have to like tell them how many listeners I have and I really w- don't want to uh be embarrassed by that number. So share the show, give us a five-star rating on iTunes.
1: Next video all of the all of the uh all of the episodes are on Rumble as well, so you can watch you can watch That's our right. beautiful smiling faces.
2: Yeah, they used to be on YouTube, but Justin got us nuked. Uh what happened with that explosion by the way? I,
1: I, Apparently they're the they're still blasting on the mines. So.
2: Okay. God, that's some redneck shit too. I was throwing around dynamite like two o'clock in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all,
2: right. all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh have a nice weekend, everybody. Do make sure you um you do all that stuff I asked you to do so that we can reach more people and have a bigger uh a bigger impact. I, I want like climate change level impact with this podcast. I want to reach every everybody in the U.S. and abroad. I think uh, people really need to to hear what we have to say. If anything, it's just the, the greatest indictment of government on a biweekly basis uh, takes place right here. It's always the government's fault. I was thinking we should just name every episode like the, like, the government fucked us up. Part two, part three. It's the government's fault. It's, <laughs> it's, the it's the government's all the government's fault. Government's again. fault. It's still yeah.
1: the government's fault
2: yeah that would have been really funny if i had just started naming episodes like that instead of having to come up with something clever each time but anyway do all that for us and we will be back on tuesday with a brand new episode for you have a nice weekend everybody and until then you know the drill just keep on peddling that so-called fiction peace